You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. You know, you look at some schools who uh, in, around the country that started spring, ball, uh, spring football very early, maybe down in the SEC, and they also went to a, a bowl game, so they may have 30 more practices than a lot of other schools, or 28 more than the University of Nebraska, and that's a, uh, a heck of an advantage that we need to recoup somewhere. Um, and I say that because if they were in a bowl game, they're going to get 15. They're in spring football, they're going to get 15. There's a total of 30, of which we've now had two. We've got to have that discussion, which uh, I believe will be included in our uh, talks early tomorrow morning, and uh, we'll get a better feel for what uh, my colleagues are thinking along, uh, along those lines. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus. That was Husker Athletic Director Bill Moose on the Husker Sports Network during a um, his monthly radio appearance, a very timely monthly radio appearance this past Monday. And, you know, he opened up the can that, hey, you know what, we might have spring football in June. And me being the ultimate optimist that I like to be, uh, I said, hey, you know what, this actually could be a good thing. You might be able – to get your newcomers, all of your enrollees, um, 13 practices. And whether that's two weeks, three weeks of practice that you could um, get, um, you know, we just don't know what kind of leeway you're going to get. But to me, it would be important that you'd probably do it in early June because you want to have some separation if spring ball goes that late between fall camp. I, I heard some people suggest just extend fall camp 13 more. I don't think that's a good idea. That's That'd just, be a grind. That's just way too much. You've got to have kind of a natural break um, and at least give you two weeks, if not three, to get those 13 practices in. I know they wanted to coincide it with uh, summer conditioning too, so I'm sure that that's probably part of the reason uh, June was, was thrown in there. So, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Like, you can't stagger them too close together, but obviously, you know, you got to – it's hot in July, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, so, I mean, I guess there's a lot of logistics that still need to be worked out there. But uh, but honestly, given the circumstances, still being able to get 13 practices in as a football program, uh, you take that any day, whenever it comes. Uh, especially, like you said, with so many important players that wouldn't have been here this spring, now you get a chance to get them, uh, get their legs under them a little bit going into fall camp to where um, not only are they getting 13 practices in, they're going to get a little break for some you know, retention, and then they're going to come back, and there won't be that big layoff between April and August. So, you know, in the end, I mean, assuming uh, you knock on wood and all that stuff, this this all goes, uh, goes away eventually, uh, that could be a, a fairly – nice fallback option uh you know given kind of where we thought things were going just you know a few days ago yeah there's no doubt that would be the silver lining of all this is if those newcomers are able to to get their feet wet and, and get some practice time under their belt uh before fall you know before the grind of fall camp kind of starts um you know we're, we've been talking talking a lot about flattening the curve right so uh, you could flatten the the learning curve with a bunch of those newcomers if if uh, spring ball does resume in june uh, but yeah, I mean, how logistically how that would happen, and and you know, would it coincide with camps or whatever? I mean, that's that's uh, you know, there's a lot of big questions that still need to be answered there. But um, yeah, you you do hope that they're able to find a way to to finish those practices out and and kind of get those under their belt. Yeah, the big thing though is losing that red white game, I and mean, we we know what that's meant to Nebraska really since oh four oh five when. 
um, you know, Steve Peterson and guys like Tim Cassidy really circled that as a big recruiting springboard event, and it's been that way since. Uh, so Nebraska has had the best spring game year in and year out, and we just won't know long term. And we'll talk more about that in our recruiting segment. Um, but just those practices in general, you know, I, I would expect. I, will it be an NCAA call? Will it be a conference call? To me, I, I think considering the circumstances, they should just say, hey, everybody can get their 15 in when they want to get them in once we're obviously in the safe zone, if we get to the safe zone in June or July. Um, I, I just think that's the only way you can do this. I don't know if you can say we're going to do it on this window because everybody's summer schools and things are different. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're talking about funding, scholarship checks, stipend checks, um, you know, there's even a May, uh, a three week May pre-session. You could have guys on campus then as well. And I know a lot of the guys do get here, Nate, for the, the May pre-session now. Um, you know, Nebraska typically only let let their guys before go home for about 10 days uh, before the May pre-session started up. Right. Yeah. A lot of those newcomers, uh, especially, you know, they, they didn't show up until that first week in June. And um, over the last year or two, they've been. A lot of those newcomers uh, that have been able to at least have, have showed up early or you've had, you know, the players, regular, you know, the players that have already been on campus do that pre-session and, and uh, you know, already taking classes and, and going through workouts and whatnot about three weeks earlier than normal. So, um, yeah, it, it, I don't know how you would work it into July necessarily given – given you know how that's typically been kind of a dead month as far as practices go and and recruiting goes and and really all football activities are, are kind of July has always kind of been off limits but um you know the, who knows pretty much anything's got to be on the table I think you right just got to Robert I think you just got to rework what you do like right now if you're coaches you're doing advanced scouting is my guess on your opponents you're yeah. looking at Purdue you're studying Bob Diaco's defensive stuff you're 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 going through South Dakota State Cincinnati I said that Bob Diaco thing with a straight face too by the way um, <laughs> impressive um, <laughs> you're going through Central Michigan you're going through Illinois you're doing your your pre-advanced scout work now because you may not have that normal time that you'd have in June to do it yeah I mean basically you just got to rework your calendar to maximize every day that you have and this is a perfect opportunity when people are telling you to do nothing but stay inside and <laughs> start studying stared screens. You know, you might as well watch some film, break down some opponents and all that stuff. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to just do what you can at this point. And, you know, that's something you'll have to do eventually. And so, you know, kind of uh, you know, maximize whatever opportunities you have. And I think that is probably at the forefront of uh, what they're able to do right now, just given kind of where, especially a team like Nebraska is um, with how in flux their roster is well and, and i'd imagine they're doing the same type of deal with their players too with their position groups and you know if if today would have been a install of a certain part of the offense or going over a certain you know certain part of the offense uh, that they're probably still sending that out on on the ipads whether it be through huddle or or whatever um you know it, and kind of making sure their guys are are you know, keeping their nose in the playbook and, and keeping fresh with things as well. About half the athletes have left campus. I mean, if you're a first-year student, you almost have no choice but to leave because you're living on on-campus housing, um, so you, you have nowhere to stay at that point. Uh, but the training table remains open, but as a to-go, grab-and-go thing, the weight room remains open, but there can be no instruction um, I think there there'll be supervision, um, is what Bill Moose said, right, Robin? But yeah. no, no, no coaching, no instruction. Um, 
you know, so I'd imagine you'll have some guys lifting, but you know how that is. I mean, some people, when they work out, need direction. Most people do. Um, it's very, very difficult to go in the gym on your own in any situation and get the same kind of workout. Yeah, it would be surprising to me if, you know, Nebraska and every other school, at least that has an open weight room, uh, would provide some sort of, like, program to follow. Like, you know, this is you know, organize yourself into groups and this is what you're going to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, stuff like that to where at least there's some sort of like marked out schedule of how to keep yourself in football shape uh, as we kind of have this uh, indefinite uh, leave of absence right now from actually being together as a team. A Zach Duvall Peloton screen in the weight room <laughs> that just goes over and over and over again. That's got to be legal, right? I mean, I mean, might as well. Yeah. I mean, you got TVs in there to start running, running a workout video on loop and have steps. And if you walk in on step two, you're on step two and you just do them all. And I don't know. You could probably sell that later. Hey, heck yeah. You, Husker <laughs> fans would go nuts over that. Zach Duvall Peloton. Buy, the, buy a Husker workout program on oh, demand. Yeah. Husker oh, yeah. power Zach, on demand. Zach Duvall on demand. Boy, definitely would have to be involved in that, too. You'd have to call it War Daddy or something War Daddy on demand. War Daddy on demand. (laughs) (laughs) It's tough. I mean, today, I mean, working out in your house, I mean, when you haven't, I did it today. I'm like, God, I I missed my gym. It's terrible. I got my Monday in and they closed it down. It was a lot different working out. There's still some gyms that are operating um, as of recording time. So, uh, I don't know necessarily if I'd feel comfortable going in there. I mean, just given how honestly, a gym is be like the last place I'd want yeah, to be. Just a bunch of like sweat and bodily fluids. Like, how do you keep a everything. gym clean? Yeah, I know bleach. Well, the reason yeah. a lot of these gyms are doing that is if they close, then you you freeze um, membership accounts. I mean, you have to. Yeah, you have to. So the money they're losing, they just want to lose that money mm-hmm. and. You know, probably only twenty percent maybe of your members are going to go. If less than that, um, anyway. So yeah, it's. It's bad. It's bad. Well, let's we're going to take a break here, and we'll come back, Robin, and let's talk Nebraska basketball. Um, we'll pick up the pieces, the roster talk. Hey, they got to commit. They did. And we'll the discuss re, the that. The rebuild continues. And so we'll, we'll, we got a lot to talk about. And you went to state basketball, um, yeah. and you were one of the very few VIPs in Pinnacle Bank Arena. Um, so we'll get your thoughts on state basketball as well. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.